Well, praise God, man. Welcome back to Growing in His Word. I'm Joseph. You can call me Yossi Joseph. Um, what a radical podcast we're going to have this morning. What a radical day we're going to have. Lord Jesus, bless this time. Revelation chapter 11. What a radical day. <laughs> you ever wonder that, you know, you walk around and you, you think to yourself, well, can the, can the Lord really come back? And when he, when he does come back, am I going to be right with Him? And how do I know if I hear the sound of God? How do I know God's talking to me? And how do I know that the Lord is wanting to use me? And Well, if you have those questions or you're thinking about those questions, that <laughs> just means that Jesus wants to use you. And so He's ready for, for you to say, yeah, man, here I am, whether it be in prayer and you're wondering, hey, because I'm getting a lot of emails about how can I be used by God? Well, God wants to use you and Satan wants to abuse you. So listen, here's the deal. There, there's in the book of Revelation, we were in last week, we were talking about chapter 10 and this was how John, you know, he's on the island of Patmos and here he is, he's on the island of Patmos and he's thinking to himself, wow, I'm seeing all these visions. The angel's giving him these visions. These visions are real. And Jesus Christ is using these angels to give him these visions on the future of, of what's going to happen in this world. And we're living in it now. And you may be answer, asking yourself, well, how do I know we're in it now? Well, we are in it now because there's so many uh, things in the Bible that have come to pass. And one of them was Israel being a Jewish nation and uh, always has been a Jewish nation since the day God made uh, Israel. But another thing is Christ died for us on the cross. And so we see Jesus Christ giving his life for us on the cross. And then we, 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 we fast forward it. And through all the persecution that the uh, believers have gone through and still go through, and we see that God is still in control and how he wants to use us. And if you're asking yourself, man, how do I know I, 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 God wants to use me or this and that? It's real simple. Um, surrender. Get out and share God's love and his mercy and his, and his word with people. They're, they're in need now. And so as we go by this chapter, I want you to understand that everything has been... You know, I'm going to have to hit a little bit of college on here, which is fine because this is what I went to college for. But it's not about college because Jesus was with his disciples for a couple of years and they didn't go to college. They went to the college of Jesus. And so here we are um, telling you today that God wants to use you. And, you know, the Gentiles were scattered. The people of Israel, you know, Hebrews were scattered and they were scattered for a reason that so God could bring them back to him in his time. And so last week we were in Revelation chapter 10 and we saw how John was eating a little book and John was a radical, uh, you know, servant of the most high Jesus Christ. And he was on an island. He was, he was persecuted to an island because he loved Christ. He was, they tried to, you know, cook John in oil and boil him, but he escaped and he escaped to the island called Patmos. And if you hear my voice, it's probably because I'm losing it. <laughs> it kind of sounds weird, but it's that seasonal allergy this year. So 
never mind the voice. And here we go. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time, Father, that these listeners that are listening to Growing in His Word are growing in your word, Father. And Lord, we thank you for the time on this podcast that you've given us, how blessed we are. We thank you for everything you've done, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word. John is going to eat the little book in Revelation chapter 10, not physically, but metaphorically, he's he's reading the word and it, it you ever do something where it tastes like oh man it's so good man wow you just you're filled and this is where john is being filled man he's just like totally being filled with god's word and when you're struggling in life with alcohol or anger or anything man you you, you want to get into the word because the word is it fills you and so this is what john was doing He's getting spoken to prophetically by the angels. And, you know, he gave him a little book and he's and he took he took it, uh, uh, you know, and he ate it. And we talked about how it makes the stomach bitter like honey does if you eat too much. But but it's sweet as honey in your mouth. And so just like Jeremiah, Jeremiah was radical because God used Jeremiah. And Jeremiah said, I don't know what to say, God. And God said, just eat my word and it'll taste like honey and I'll do the rest. And so God's saying to you today, eat his word, study his word, read his word, and God will speak to your heart. If you don't read his word, and you because God is the word. Okay, John, John 1 says that. In the beginning was the word and the word uh, was God. Okay, it doesn't say a God. A lot of people will try to tell you that it says a God because they're Mormon and they want to try to get you on a bike. So listen, we are in the radical book of Revelation, and what's radical about it is the temple is being rebuilt. It's going to have to be rebuilt, okay? This is where it says, then I was given a reed, okay, like a measuring rod, and that's what a reed is. It was a measuring stick, right? It was much like the the one that they use in Ezekiel, so... uh, It was basically in his vision in Ezekiel, it was of the measuring of the temple and that temple is going to be rebuilt. Okay. There's a, it's called the third temple right now. The temple in Israel, it was destroyed and now it sits as it's still there, but it sits as a, we call it a kotol in here in Hebrew kotol. We call it in Hebrew. It's the, it's the wall. It's the Western wall. And we don't say West, we don't say wailing wall because it's, it's, it's disrespectful to uh, the Jewish people. Okay. We say the Western wall. And so the temple is going to be rebuilt and Daniel chapter nine talks about that. But, but it says, it says, and the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God, the altar and those who worship there. Verse two says, but leave out the court, which is outside the temple and do not measure it for it has been given to the Gentiles, and they will tread the holy city underfoot for 42 months. And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy 1,260 days clothed in a sackcloth. Now listen to this. Verse 4 says, These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the earth. Now, here we have the temple is going to be rebuilt in Daniel chapter 9, it talks about the restoration, okay, in the temple of, from the time of, the, of, you know, how the Messiah is going to come back, the 69 weeks, four, or, or 483 years. But 
That's from the time of the coming of the Messiah to the Prince of Peace. It says that in, Je- in Daniel chapter 9. But the problem is, okay, the angel said 77s to Daniel. Okay, and that's where the determination of on the nation of Israel. Okay, so the 69 fulfilled. Now, there's a seven-year period that's not fulfilled. And that's the future. That's what Jesus was saying in Matthew chapter 24, when he said, spoken by the Daniel, by the prophet Daniel, standing on the holy place, and how they were going to, you know, I'm sorry, it said that, uh, when you see the abomination of desolation, spoken by the Daniel, by Daniel, standing in the holy place, flee to the forest. So those are the signs of the coming of Jesus Christ. Now, Jesus was cut off, and the Gentiles, at that time he was cut off, I mean, and God opened the door for the Gentiles. Because there's the seven-year covenant that still has to be complete for Israel. If you read Daniel chapter 9, it talks about that. Okay? And then the Antichrist is the beast. Okay? He's going to try to make a covenant with Israel. Okay? In that week, he'll break that covenant in a week. And he'll demand to be worshipped as God. He'll claim to be God. And he'll say, uh, oh, he'll go to the temple, the third temple that's going to be built. And then that's where he... It's going to say, uh, I am Jesus, I am God, I am the Messiah, and worship me. And it will be the Antichrist, someone coming from the European nations, I believe. This is what Pastor Chuck, uh, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine taught me, uh, and through college I learned, that there, there will be the final seven-year period. So, here we are, and we're stretched out. The covenant will, will be with Israel for a week, okay? And he will demand to be worshipped as God. And this Antichrist will go into the temple and declare to be God and say, worship me. And sadly, we have today on the uh, temple, we, us Hebrews have the, mount, uh, the mosque that's on, on the Dome of the Rock in the Alaska area. And today you'll see the the uh, you know the, the the dome of the rock that was uh, you know, built over the most holiest holiest site in Israel. This is the actual dome of the rock, which is the Muslims' um, mecca, if you will. Uh, and the uh, northern area, they don't they won't let the Jews build. A te- uh, the temple that was there, the full temple, they wanted, they, 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 they refused to let the Jews build the temple. This is the whole dispute in Israel about where the temple should be. And I believe that the temple is on, is going to, you know, they're only saying that they can go on the northern area. And so that's the, that's the dorm, uh, that the northern area is the, the east gate, the old wall. It's about 322 feet. It's the north of the old wall. And it's the, basically, it's the, uh, you know, the only problem is there won't be enough room because the outer court temple needs to be built also. And inside the outer, outer, outer court temple was where the Gentiles and the, uh, the court for women and court for men were. And so, and everything was separated. But the northern area is where the, where, uh, the Hebrews have the portion. And that's where the northern area, you know, you'll see where they call it the dome, it's the dome of the spirits <clears throat> or dome of the tablets. It's the Holy of Holy. It's the East Gate. It's the old wall. And, you know, it's that's where the third temple will probably 
probably be built. Um, a lot of scholars say that. So keep your eyes on that. Those are these are signs of what's happening. If you want to know what's going on in the end times, you know, turn on the news, uh, watch Israel, turn on the good news, not the fake news, and watch the the what's going on in Israel because it's important regarding the return of Jesus Christ. And so today we're talking about the two witnesses. The witnesses are described as two olive trees and two lampstands, and they were linking them to the vision in Zechariah chapter 4, the two anointed ones who stands beside the Lord of the whole earth. I suggest that you read Zechariah, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 14. There's the two anointed ones, are Zerubbabel and Joshua, the priest. But the overarching principle here for these and all other witnesses for the Lord is there is that their testimony to the truth is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. And so... The two witnesses had the authority to prevent rain during the days of their prophecy. And basically, that's what happened with Elijah. So here we are. Uh, his, uh, basically, uh, we got to the part where we're in Revelation. We left off on, on verse 6. These have the power to... So let's go back in verse 4. Now, here we go to verse 3. And I will give power... To my witnesses. Now listen to this. There's going to be two witnesses. Okay. And it says these are the two olive trees. These are the two. Actually verse 3 says. And I will give power. Okay. To my two witnesses. And they will prophesy. 1,260 days. Clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees. And the two lampstands. Standing before the God of the earth. Verse 5 says, And if anyone wants to harm them, fire proceeds from their mouth and devours their enemies. And if anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed in this manner. These have power to shut heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy. Kind of like Elijah, when Elijah, who prayed, he prayed, it caused it not to rain for three and a half years. And if you look at James chapter 5, verse 17, talks about that, but turning the waters into blood in Exodus 7, 17, and striking the earth with plagues in Exodus 7, verse 11, the reminiscent of Moses in Egypt. So check this out, man. We have, uh, these have the power to shut the heaven so that no rain falls in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them to blood, like, like I was telling you, and to strike the earth with all the plagues as often as they desire. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Here we have prophecy. We have the end times. We have Daniel chapter 9. We have the two witnesses. We have God is finishing. Uh, you know, we have the Antichrist trying to rebuild. Uh, now we see the Antichrist working in the world that we're living in. Look at the world that we're living in now. We see Satan has this earth, he's using pornography, he's using alcohol, he's using drugs, he's using sin, he's using murder, envy, strife, thievery, bribery, every single sin he can throw at everybody to try to rob their relationship with Jesus Christ. He's trying to scatter 
Okay, instead of the Hebrews being scattered and being called back to God, he's trying to scatter the Hebrews and the Gentiles right now because he wants, Satan wants to gather as many as he can because in the end he wants to stand in that temple, the third temple in Israel, and he wants to try to be worshipped as God and bring everybody to him. Sadly, you may be thinking, oh, well, that's kind of way out there, man. What are you smoking? Whoa. Well, it's not what I'm smoking. Okay. It's the Holy Spirit telling you that this is a spiritual but physical war. Okay. And us believers must be ready in season and out. Satan wants to try to destroy us. And how do we not, how do we stop it? Well, the Bible says in Ephesians to guard yourself with the armor of God. Put on your helmet of salvation, your breastplate of righteousness. You know, guard your loins. The shield of faith. Hebrews 11, we got to have faith that Jesus Christ is in control of every single trial in our life. We don't got to worry about tomorrow, Jesus said, because tomorrow has its own problems. We have to understand that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come through him but through Jesus. He is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He is the one who makes everything come together, man. When you're going through it, when you're, you're probably driving in your car right now, flipping through iHeartRadio, whatever it is, and bam, you're thinking, what are we doing, man? Where are we going? What are we smoking? What are we smoking? What are we doing? Satan wants to throw you off of that radical lifestyle that you can have with Jesus Christ. And that's how he does it. He's good at it. He'll use your neighbor's cat. He'll use a dog. He'll use anything to bother you. And it's kind of funny, man. Years of me going out there on the streets and preaching to people. I mean, I'm not the street preacher. I go out there and I, I ask people if they want to receive Jesus. I'll pray with them. But years of doing that, I wrote journals down of how the enemy tries to distract me the Holy Spirit in me from using, uh, from bringing people to Jesus. And you wouldn't believe it. I had cars try to run me over. Hobos try to stab me. People try to shoot at me. I've had dogs barking at me, trying to bite me in the rear. All when people are trying to accept Christ. I've had husbands come out. Don't you let her accept Jesus? No. I've had Mormons accept Jesus Christ on their bicycles. And then I've had the church come after me. What did you do to my son? I didn't do nothing but told him the truth, man. Your bicycle ain't going to save you. Faith without works is dead. Have a real relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't try to populate the world with Planet Cola or whatever you guys think. Listen, honestly, here's the deal. We're living in the last days, in case you haven't noticed. <laughs> I've noticed. I remember when there was payphones. Yeah, I'm Generation X. Payphones... You know, there was, you know, beach parties, surfing, things of that nature, family time. Hey, we're going to have, we're going to have uh, dinner. Everybody came together. Now everybody's scattered. Satan has a beautiful way of scattering people. It's called distraction. Listen, Satan's not going to stop the two witnesses. Because they're going to be the ones that are waking everybody up in the end. Part of it. 
because these two witnesses have the authority to prevent rain during the days of the prophecy. Okay? Identifying them with Elijah. Okay? Believers, listen. God is in love with you. The problem is, is our, you, you need to stop. Well, you don't need to tell me what to do. No, listen, the Holy Spirit speaking to you. This is how it works, in case you don't know how it works. God loves you so much that he died for you. His son, he sent his only begotten son to die for your sins. It's that simple. You've never gone too far. If you have a problem, you, you got to take a walk and walk and talk to God. He listens. Read his word. Believers, believe me. We are going through a lot of trials now and tribulations, but there's going to be more. It's going to get worse. Persecution is going to happen. Church, believers, listeners. We're going to go through something that we've never seen before. But we got to be ready in season and out. We got to say, look, nothing's going to break my spirit. When all this stuff happens, the church is going to be taken out way before. Okay? We don't got to worry. But what we got to do is get ready. That's my point we're talking about. We got to get ready for the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ, whether he's coming by cloud or whether we die and see him. Because everybody has to bow and confess that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. He said it. Every tongue will confess and every knee will bow. Listen, believers. Jesus Christ is in love with you. And I'm telling you. I mean, it's going to be radical. These two witnesses served with power. Such power, in fact, that they are able to witness for 1,260 days. In spite of that, uh, of the, uh, all the, all the nasty stuff that's going to happen in the world. Okay? These God, these two witnesses are going to be faithful. And, it's, 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 it's a picture from Zechariah. Believers, the oil lamps were filled directly from the olive trees, which piped oil right to the lamps. This is a picture of the, of the continual abundant supply. If we will be witnesses, we must first have something to witness. Our own personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Testimony. Believers, you may say, I don't have nothing to give. Give your testimony. Then we must have the power of the Holy Spirit to bring forth the story of what we have witnessed effectively. Whether it be you're getting off of drugs, you quit gangs, you quit this, you've done that. What is your testimony of the witness for Jesus Christ? And don't mess it up. Believers, listen. If anyone wants to harm these two witnesses, listen to this. They'll get it, okay? But... In the book of Revelation, the, whole, the Holy Ghost uh, is real. And so we don't have to worry. Okay? Now, when these two witnesses are done, finished, everyone's going to die. The beast that ascends to the bottomless pit will make war against them. Okay, he's mad now. And he'll kill them. And their dead bodies will be on the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt. Listen, where also our Lord was crucified. And then those from the people, 
the tribes, tongues, and all nations will see their dead bodies three and a half years and not allow their dead bodies to be put into graves. Listen, and those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts to one another because these two prophets tormented those who dwell on the earth. Listen, listen to this. It's crazy, man. I know you're hearing it like, wow, are you kidding me? And we see that when they finish their testimony, the beast, the beast that ascends out of the bottomless pit, we know he's going to make war against them, overcome them, and kill them. Listen. And their dead bodies will lie in the street, like I said. Okay. And listen to this. Okay. They're not worried. They're, these dudes ain't worried. Listen. Verse 11 says, Now after these three and a half days, the breath of life from, the, from God, from God, entered them, and they stood on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. Woo! <laughs> you ever see a newborn baby? When they come out, they're, 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 they're blue. And then when they take that first breath of air, they turn, their body turns back to normal skin tone. And it's amazing. God breathes life into them. But, and they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. Now these two witnesses, man, and they ascended to heaven. They ascended to heaven. See, they, they died, resurrected, and a cloud and their enemies saw them. Ooh, scared, are we? In the same hours, there was a great earthquake. Boom. And a tenth of the city fell and, and the earthquake. 7,000 people were killed and the rest were afraid and gave glory to God of heaven. The second woe is past. Listen, behold, the third woe is coming quickly. We're going to get into the that next week but include the second woe okay it, it includes the sixth trumpet and the second interlude now the third woe is the seventh trumpet since it said you know to be coming quickly and it relates to those woes to the last three blasts of the trumpet the final woe may be extended further since the word woe recurs in chat and verse and chapter 12 verse 12 so our lord will, uh, you know, sustain us even in these days right now. And it says, it says, listen, the second woe is passed. Behold, the third woe is coming quickly and the seventh trumpet and the kingdom is going to be proclaimed. And the, and the uh, seventh angel sounded and there loud and, and there were loud voices in heaven saying the kingdom of the world of this world have been come and the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, he shall reign forever and ever. And the 24 elders who sat before God on their throne fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give you thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, the one who is and was and who is to come, because you have taken your great power and reigned the nations where, where angry and your wrath has come. And the time of the dead, they shall, they shall be judged and you shall re reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, and those who fear your name shall great, shall uh, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Should be destroyed and destroy the earth. Listen to this. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightning noises, thundering and earthquakes and great hail. Wow. Amazing. Listen, believers, this is radical end time stuff. We got to be ready. This is what God's saying today. I'm not going to be able to cover this whole chapter. We're going to have to go backtrack next week. 
going to go over it a little bit more so you understand the whole theology of it. But what I'm trying to say is we don't got to worry. We don't got to fret. We don't got to fret around and, and be anxious and, and, and worry. Jesus Christ is in control. We don't got to worry about tomorrow. Listen, believers, know this. It says, we give you thanks, O Lord, God Almighty, the one who is and who was. Verse 7 says, and who is to come because you, listen to this, verse, you have taken your great power and reign. Verse 18, the nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged. And you, and that you should reward your servants, the prophets, and the saints, which are you. The saints are you believers out there listening. I'm growing in His Word. And those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Then the temple of God was opened. Man, believers, be ready. We have the everlasting gospel. We don't have to worry. Be the light. Be the witness. Be, the, be the, the witness for the end. Store up your treasures in heaven. Start that relationship with Jesus. If you don't already have one today, you need to get one. And if you don't know how to get one, you need to pray one. Pray for one and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I'm, I'm, I need you, Jesus. I'm asking that you come into my heart and save me and, and help me to be right with you, Father. Receive Jesus and receive peace. You don't have to worry anymore about fighting all the days with your husband or your wife or your kids or your, or your neighbors or whoever it may be or yourself. Have peace. God will give you peace. You know, everyone's tried everything that they want in this world, but they've never tried Jesus. A lot of people. Try Jesus for you. For you will know when you try Jesus, you will have peace. God bless you guys. Until next time, I hope you've enjoyed this study today on this podcast. Lord, we come before you and we thank you for this podcast. And Lord Jesus, I pray for the people who want you, Lord. I pray that you help them and and save them, Lord. In Jesus' name, God bless you guys. and, And God bless growing in his word.